RTL Stories, the podcast with Lisa Burke from RTL Group. It was very important for me to be working in an environment where also uh, my manager and my team would allow me to take on this uh, personal step in my life. Um, and I'm extremely grateful for uh, We're Era to be uh, there for me when I decided to take on uh, motherhood. After one year, I was able to come back with uh, a lot of motivation, new ideas, and um, now at a new level in my life to combine uh, these uh, huge responsibilities in my in my life. I feel like I'm uh, at a point, maybe after uh, after some time, feeling very comfortable of combining both. To be honest. <laughs> Hello and welcome to RTL Stories, the podcast. I'm Lisa Burke, based at RTL in Luxembourg, and in this series, we'll explore the lives of some extraordinary people who've made RTL their home, their career home anyhow, investigate what they do and how they got there. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Kristina Petrova, originally from a city on the Black Sea in Bulgaria. Kristina has lived, worked and studied in Bulgaria, the US, Denmark and is now resident in Berlin, Germany. Kristina started her career as an intern at We Are Era, RTL Group's talent agency. Fast forward a decade and she's leading an international team of professionals as Vice President of Operations and Rights. Christina, so great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. Now, I think we have to start off first by saying, what is We Are Era? Oh my God, we're here is so many things. We are a digital agency. Um, we also work with fragmented audience on the media landscape. We work with talents. We turn them into personalities with broadcasters, brands. We take care of creation of videos, of advertising, uh, production, uh, digital rights management, uh, so many different things. And we grew from the beginning to now so much over so many years started first as uh, DV Move, uh, which comes from digital video movement. In fact, very focused on video until now, where our scope has um, broadened so much more and doing so many more things with all the different companies we merged over time. And this is where we are: a big company with over 200 employees uh, across uh, entire Europe, uh, also Nordics. It's it's really beautiful out here. <laughs> And it sounds very diverse, as you've just explained, and also quite complex. And I know another part of your role, a growing part of your role, which you're deeply passionate about, is IP, intellectual property. So talk to us about what you've learned on this very, very complex topic. It is very complex indeed. Um, intellectual property was something I had in my studies back in Bulgaria, which was like very much scratching the surface, I would say, um, because it was still like back in the days when uh, there was not so much uh, piracy um, and the digital content and throughout different social media platforms. So um, it really started by me uh, being very passionate about, about watching videos as a young teenager. And when I arrived at uh, We Are Era, uh, I just realized that there is an entire ecosystem behind the videos, which uh, I, I found extremely interesting. Um, so I started exploring this. I started getting myself familiar. Um, I also did uh, a couple of projects for university on this topic. Um, and then and, um, I realized that this is something I really want to make uh, a profession out of. Um, so we had the chance about 
around about six or seven years ago to uh, work with a very big music label, uh, which for some reason had to uh, be moved from their content owner to um, another uh, company. And we started exploring music rights. So we obviously started uh, back in the days, uh, 10 years ago with entertainment content, where obviously content piracy still exists. And we started protecting that, but handling music uh, IP rights was uh, another level. So I already found this an interesting path for me to move forward to. And uh, we started protecting this particular channel, um, then um, many more channels from this particular label. And over time, this became a business line by itself, uh, starting with music and then realizing that it doesn't have to be just about music. It can be about any sort of digital content, which is like highly um, used uh, from uh, different uploaders on social media platforms. And then we can protect it by utilizing different tools from the systems that we've been given to. And I'm very happy that I have the chance to be maybe on the good side, like a little cop, I would say, <laughs> policing uh, YouTube system uh, with a different system and um, yeah, just take care of piracy and making sure that the right rights holders um, get benefited for what they deserve um, on their digital content. Well, if I'm right, I think one of your professors even said when you're doing your master's that you're rather brave to take this topic on. Very brave and maybe slightly brainwashed <laughs> because <laughs> there was a, there was so much passion during my pitch uh, when I was uh, when I was talking about what I do there uh, because there obviously when you do something about the, my studies I obviously had to uh, have a very good theoretical background to it and a lot of things were just like maybe not so much proved sources uh, but they became after after some time. It just took a while. <laughs> yeah. So you're really, really clearly passionate about this. And as you say, you're working in a space full of content creators and you're trying to figure out how they can safeguard their own content. So for anybody listening, and I'm quite sure a lot of the people who listen to this are themselves intrinsically content creators or safeguarders of content. What advice can you give us about safeguarding content? What I could definitely say for content creators is when they upload any sort of digital content online is to make sure that they have the exclusive rights for that, to make sure that they either purchase a license or they have been in contact with um, the rights holders behind it so they can uh, safeguard themselves from copyright infringement. If they do and they get a claim, um, then they should uh, realize that this is also the right thing to do. Um, and um, also share their revenue with the um, with the claimant in that sense, um, and for bigger companies, which obviously their content is widely spread, whether this is like musicians, uh, labels, uh, TV distributors, broadcasters, I would definitely uh, suggest to them to consult uh, a company that is dealing with digital rights management, so we can use the tools that we use best, uh, because it does uh, seem to be very complex um, work. And that's only what uh, professionals can do in general. <laughs> and aside from the content creation, you've also mentioned that at We Are Era, you help develop talent. So tell us a little bit more about the human side of We Are Era. We definitely start uh, developing talents and turn them into personalities. It could be someone who has like hidden talent uh, out there and we would develop through um, different projects. Um, it can be a project on different social media platform or uh, attendance to events, uh, making this uh, unique 
talent uh, be out there for some people which might not be so extroverted per se but they're so good behind camera and then we just always find ways to bring these people out there i think this is also what we're extremely strong about is to bring um, these people and give across their messages to a wider audience and you yourself you've lived in many different places you have an international background has that helped you to manage a team of international people 100%, 100%. And I think um, starting from Denmark, I would say, where I worked a lot with uh, different internationals, I was part of a problem and project-based program, uh, which in comparison to my studies in Bulgaria uh, was very different because in Bulgaria studies are a bit more theoretical. So I actually had the chance to um, take on actual projects in Denmark. And uh, we were very international groups and we had to solve actual problems so i think this is when everything started and i was like so happy when i arrived at we are era uh, and starting together my team of uh, professionals that it became so in international um, and i feel like i can learn so much from different cultures they broaden my perspective and this is what i always wanted for myself to uh, broaden my mindset and just to to grasp as much as i can from these people and then we can grow together in this really really interesting field of uh, entertainment and now you've decided to make germany your home you're in berlin why did you choose germany apart from work it was never actually the plan to be Berlin. Um, I feel that for me, the most important thing, in fact, is the people around me. And I feel that for me, the environment uh, is the most important thing and where I actually feel myself. Um, I feel like Berlin is not Germany itself because it's so diverse. And I think this is the part which uh, I enjoyed the most. Um, I also feel like after my daughter was born, um, it almost like already feels as a home and I don't think in any time soon I'm planning to leave it. Uh, it just um, it just feels so good being here. <laughs> and you mentioned your beautiful young daughter, a three-year-old I think you have. I'm asking you this question for the benefit of other women who look to you and they look up to your example and they want to know how you manage that career and everything that costs from your time and the time you want to spend with your daughter. It was very important for me to be working in an environment where also uh, my manager and my team would allow me to take on this uh, personal step in my life. Um, and I'm extremely grateful for a weird era to be uh, there for me when I decided to take on uh, motherhood. Um, I was off for one year and um, it was life changing. I think my daughter, I can say that is like the biggest gift I could ever get. And um after one year, I was able to come back with uh, a lot of motivation, new ideas, and um, now at a new level in my life to combine uh, these uh, huge responsibilities in my in my life. So um, I'm extremely grateful that uh, throughout my work experience, I was always mentored and supported by very strong, powerful women, uh, which are also mothers themselves. And um, they also very much supported me throughout my experience and made me who I am now. And I feel like I'm uh, at the point, maybe after uh, after some time, feeling very comfortable of combining both, to be honest. <laughs> That's a, a lovely thing to hear for other p parents, male and female, of course. And I think uh, speaking with my own friends and being a mother myself, I think COVID really changed the idea and the landscape of being able to work more flexibly around family, as we all had to do. So 
reflecting on your 10 years at RTL, you've been there for 10 years, a decade. I'm sure it's flown by. But somebody with your credentials, you must have been headhunted by other companies. Why have you stayed at RTL? Yes, I definitely have been. They definitely tried to tempt me as well. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't lie about it. And <laughs> successful, obviously. Um, never actually considering it to be really, really honest with you. And uh, the reason for that is I also had like a lot of amazing friends that I made uh, throughout these years, which obviously changed like probably three or four jobs afterwards. Um, but for me, uh, there were two very important things. Um, the first one was I felt like there was a personal growth for me and I'm an extremely loyal person and realizing that I was able to grow myself um, in the same place is everything I actually needed. And the second thing is um, I've always wanted to make an impact. And I feel like um, throughout these years, uh, I have been through everything in, in this company, but also the company itself changed a lot. So I was extremely happy to see throughout that time that I was as head of operations and now at this position, I was really shaping this industry and I was also shaping the company the way it is right now um, through all the different changes that we went through, all the different people that we had on board and uh, having the feeling that I was not afraid of responsibility. I contributed to this growth also for the company is um, something that I was always desiring for. Yeah, you've mentioned some beautiful phrases there, shaping the industry, shaping the growth and, and really focusing on that impact and growth is something that's very valuable to you, that gives you purpose in your job and your career. Um, when it comes to the field that you are in, there has been so much change that you have helped to shape and grow. I mean, how do you just operate on a on a day to day basis? You're obviously dealing with everything at hand, but you also have to have a vision of, uh, you know, an industry that is really changing very fast in recent years. So how do you future proof your vision for impact? I always consult myself with um, our management in terms of the ideas that I could have for for this sort of shapes, uh, especially when it comes to digital rights management. Um, I also realized that it's also a very fast paced uh, business and we need to be always on the top of the wave. So I try to make myself aware of uh, all the new changes uh, in this industry. Also things related to AI, uh, automations, uh, whatever is at hand. So I'm super proud that uh, we also have teams and I'm really utilizing the teams that we have currently to for us to achieve the goals together, um, not only for the department, but also overall for better um, monetary opportunities for the company. So we use more data, obviously, uh, we use different API and app improvements, so more engineering, and then relying on these different products, I realized that I can do my, my job better. And I'm at a point where a lot of efforts, which my team was doing, uh, and there were manual efforts, uh, are going to turn into machine learning, for example. And I feel like uh, this is really like a new next step for me. Uh, and I'm so proud that my team is like part of like this change because I remember the times when in which we're doing so many clicks out there and now everything can be automated. Um, so we're really at this phase right now. And I really try to make myself like always aware of all these changes in the industry. 
Well, I like that. Uh, what a great example <laughs> as I'm looking at the waveform here on our audio recording and you're talking about being, you know, ahead of the wave and, you know, right on that cusp and, and riding the wave. I think uh, there could be nobody greater than you to lead this uh, into the future. Have you any final thoughts on your decade at RTL to send to our listeners? Any final ideas to send them on their wave? I could definitely wish um, the listeners a similar or even better experience than I was having. Um, I would wish for them to feel like very comfortable at, um, at the jobs that they would do and to not really compromise and be outspoken of what they want to do with their lives and be brave. I feel like being brave is something that I always tell myself, not being afraid of uh, taking responsibility, uh, being hands-on and reliable. And I think um, something I've learned also from my experience in Bulgaria is that uh, being loyal to something that you really, really like is for me actually the better formula than job hopping. Everyone can obviously decide for themselves, uh, but I feel like uh, being passionate what we do is we just really need to strive for that for a decade forward. <laughs> That's absolutely wonderful. Well, Christina, thank you so much for giving us an insight into the very complex nature of the job that you do and the, the international people that you lead. Thank you for joining me here in Luxembourg, you in Berlin. And it's been a great honour to speak with you. Thank you all, dear listeners, for tuning into this conversation. And if you're part of RTL, let us know your thoughts on the RTL group intranet comments section and of course you can always get in touch with any of us on social media and of course RTL group on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Thank you.